Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Does anyone remember the Frank Sinatra song, Fly Me to the Moon? Well, flying is on today's agenda, although not to the moon. Welcome to The Author Show. I'm Danielle Hampson. Prior to becoming an author of multiple books, my guest, who is a now retired Navy captain, is a former tactical naval aviator who deployed overseas multiple times. He clocked over 3,000, actually close to 4,000 flight hours and 1,000 carrier landings from the decks of 11 aircraft carriers. He did eventually finish his career at the Pentagon, serving on the staff of the Secretary of the Navy, and he is with me today. But before turning to him... A quick reminder that selected interviews on the author show are available in our iPhone app, as well as on TV, on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV, as well as numerous podcasting platforms. Our app name on all those platforms is simply The Author Show. Kevin Miller is that author and my guest today, and the book he will present is titled Raven One, and you will find out more about Kevin at KevinMillerAuthor.com. Welcome to the author show, Kevin. Hi, Daniel. Great to be with you. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are quite welcome. We all know how important reviews are for authors, and I was floored to see the number of reviews that you have, over 800, and all very positive. Now, here's a tricky question. What did you do? Did you recruit the entire Navy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, Raven One was published in the summer of 2014, and my first foray into into writing, of course, and it just resonated with people, and and I was as pleased and pleasantly surprised to see those number of of, uh, five-star reviews. It it just uh, struck a chord. It certainly did, yes, because I read a lot of those reviews, and my goodness, they were phenomenal. So uh, let us know a little bit, what is the actual setting of Raven One? Raven One takes place in the Persian Gulf on a U.S. Navy aircraft carrier that I I invented the name, USS Valley Forge. It takes place in the second part of of the 2000s. This is after Iraqi freedom has happened and there's still conflict and combat going on in Iraq. And my hero is uh, Lieutenant Commander Jim Wilson and, and his squadron is aboard USS Valley Forge and they're flying missions into Iraq. So it's a carrier deployment from an F-A-18 fighter squadron. Who do you picture as your ideal reader? I mean, from the, the topic of the book, it sounds like it's a no-brainer, but uh, surely there are other people than just Navy people who would be interested in Raven One. Readers of Military Action Adventure, it's, it's a techno-thriller, certainly. Tom Clancy, Stephen Koontz, Dale Brown, and others. Those types of readers that, that like... Uh, uh, military fiction. It's, uh, it's contemporary mm-hmm. fiction. It's, it's uh, set today. Those are the types of readers. Now, one particular review describes your title as an incredible title. What's behind your choice of the title Raven One? I didn't want to use any real squadrons that, that I was in or that others were in, so I, I invented the Ravens. And, and the you know, there's, there's squadrons with the, the eagles and the hawks, you know, so the raven is a bird of prey and it was available. So I chose Ravens as a squadron. And then Raven 1 is what we would call the commanding officers. So the, the commander of the squadron is Raven 1, and then the, the second in command, Raven 2, and so forth. 
Now, does your book explore certain themes or ideas, or is it strictly an action story? That's a great question, and and yes, it's and, and other reviewers uh, will say that that Raven One in, in my books are stories about people. So my hero, Lieutenant Commander Jim Wilson, he has been on many deployments, and, and he's tired. He has a wife and children at home, and they're tired too of his extended absences. He has a commanding officer who he really respects and an executive officer, the number two in command, who really makes life hard for him. And and many readers of Raven One that have served in the military and even in, in bureaucracies have have dealt with this. You, you're, you're being pulled in two directions by the, these two people, and one is very difficult to work with. In, in that sense, it's a story that uh, many people can relate to, but of course, it's in a military setting. And then they all have to work together to get the job done. Well, of course, we know that there are a lot of books available out there in military uh, settings, as you just mentioned. So what makes Raven One different from other books with similar themes? It is an authentic look at today's carrier aviation. It, and it pulls no punches. You know, today in the United States Navy and militaries around the world, there are women, which was not the case uh, when I entered the military in the 1980s and, and serving frontline and doing a great job. However, there are times where that, that male-female dynamic is a challenge in, right. in, in an organization. The diversity of our military is explored, the racial diversity. And, and so it is a, a story about people that, that are, are flying and operating on very complex machines. There's geopolitics involved in, in how the United States military is used and misused. And then there's a, a, a antagonist over the horizon and in Raven One, in, in the middle of the Persian Gulf, there's more than one enemy, if you will, to choose from. Well, with all those themes that you just mentioned, I can see that indeed your book is a lot more than just an action. And I don't mean just, I mean, an, being an action book is very important as well. But I love the fact that you have multiple themes in there, like you described. However, you categorize your book as a techno thriller. Why? I think that people uh, know what that is. I, I'll align myself with, with Clancy and, and Koontz. There's plenty of technical jargon and, and acronyms. You know, we, we'd fall apart without them uh, about the, the FA-18 and, and carrier aviation. And I explain them, but they're there. And, and the reader is immersed in this world. And, and, you know, this is one of the reasons I wrote the book. People would ask me, wow, you're you're a fighter pilot. What is that like? And how can you really answer that question, you know, without dominating the conversation for the next couple of hours? So <laughs> this book is a way that, that people can see that life. Yeah, sure. They, they watch movies about it, but uh, you really get immersed and you can get insight in, in a novel and have empathy for the characters that they would not normally have. Now, you have a master's of science in business management. You also have a master's of national security policy and strategic studies from the Naval War College. How has that background helped you build a plausible storyline in this book as well as your other books? My Naval War College master's, was, it was, I wish every American could experience that. It was really a course in history, how nation states have evolved over the centuries and, and millennia, and sometimes they come to blows, uh, really an amazing course. And so that in my own personal experience, I mean, I've spent uh, you know months, if not years of my life in the Persian Gulf and flying over Iraq, you know, all around the world, but mostly the Indian Ocean and, and the Mediterranean and, and North Atlantic. So those types of experiences, see, seeing the big picture, 
how the United States uses, and I say again, misuses its military, but then being there at the tip of the spear, if you will, in a frontline squadron, executing those orders, all that works in my novels. Going back to the multiple theme that you mentioned a few minutes ago, obviously characters are very important in your book, but when starting to write a book, what do you focus on? What is more important to you, character first or plot first? A great question and, and a difficult one to answer. You know, first of all, okay, where, where's the setting? And, and then I, I decided, well, okay, I'm going to have my hero, and he's going to—he's not going to be the, the commanding officer of the squadron, but he's going to be kind of in the middle. So he's—he's he's got again a, a commanding officer he loves. The, the number two guy is making his life miserable and making everyone's life miserable. And then underneath him, there, there are the junior pilots, and these are men and women in, in their 20s for the most part, and, and they're new to all this. And so Jim Wilson has to lead them and, you know, and, and work for and, and serve his, his commanding officer and executive officer. From that, I was able to put together the plot that leads to a big showdown at the end of the novel, obviously, that people did not see coming. Now, you keep mentioning, of course, your main character, Jim. Obviously, there are other characters in there. Who are some of the, those other main characters that you have in your book? Jim's wife is Mary, and she is very supportive, and, and their relationship occurs on email and phone calls. And it is, in, in the 1980s, when I first deployed, and, and I would write letters to my wife and 10 days over and 10 days back for a response. Uh, nowadays, there, there's email, which is, which is amazing, and, and just to, to be able to, to stay connected. Uh, his commanding officer, uh, Commander Steve, call sign Cajun Lassiter, and he's a veteran pilot. The executive officer who's making life hard, his name is Commander Bill, call sign St. Patrick. He's a martinet, and he's all about, you're, you're going to do what I say and the way I say it, and, <laughs> and uh, you know people don't, don't respond to that. Yeah. His uh, roommate is Weed, Weed Hopper, and uh, there's Olive and Psycho, Smoke. They're men and women, uh, junior officers, pilots, and they, they all get along for the most part, but not always. Well, that's human interaction for you. We don't always get along together. We can see that in the you real bet. world too. So, and you're and you're deployed for months at a time, and, yeah. and you're you're pra you're practically living together. You're, you uh -huh. certainly have a roommate, but uh, you're eating you know, dinner together and then then going flying, and and uh, yeah, it can get uh, tense at times. Yeah, absolutely. Now you mentioned early on that the novel takes place in Iraq. Now, reading the novel, are we going to be discovering other places as well? Yes, you are. And, and Raven One is, uh, I, I wrote it, it's, it's kind of vignettes, and, and there's, there's vignettes of a, of a harrowing night-pitching deck carrier landing, and another vignette of, of flying over Iraq and supporting soldiers on the ground who need the air support. Another vignette is a port visit, and blowing off steam, and, and some of the, again, character development you can get uh, on a port visit. But then an attack occurs. And we explore another part of the Persian Gulf. Going back now to the characters, what do you think will draw readers to those characters? They're going to identify with them. You, you think, okay, you're, you're a fighter pilot, so you must be supremely confident and you always have the right answer. The reality is that you can be unsure of yourself at times as you plan for a flight. Okay, and you know, am, I, am I mentally and physically ready for this flight? What will I be facing? What is expected of me? I don't want to let down my wingmen, my squatter mates, and certainly, you know, get myself in trouble. You know, there are certainly safer jobs in the world and being uh, than flying a high-performance airplane off a ship, is, even in peacetime. 
So uh, you have to be ready and you, you must know that you always have all the answers and you have to depend on each other. So oh, I think yeah, that's yeah. What, what readers are going to find out that, uh, you know, we Top Gun, the movie, you know, we, we love it. Sure. I, I watch it. I can't help it. <laughs> but the, the reality is that uh, a guy like Maverick Mitchell, you know, wouldn't last a day in, in a squadron. You're going to you're going to uh, be humbled very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I can understand, of course, that military people would indeed identify very easily with your characters. What about people who are not connected to the military? Will they be able to identify as well through the various themes that you present in Raven One? Absolutely, and I've received so many emails, people, and, and, and you can glean it in reviews, that people that have no background, but they say, okay, Raven One, what, what's this about? And they read it and they get such an insight and education. It entertains, number one. But they say, I had no idea that there was this amount of planning. I thought you guys, just, like the movies, just jumped in the airplanes and, and went off and shot something. I, I've received from more than one parent of a current active duty naval aviator says, thank you so much for writing this. I didn't know what my son or daughter was really doing. You know, They, they would explain it to me. But, but this book has given me such an insight. So it's absolutely gratifying for me. This is why I wrote the book to help explain to people in a, in a fun and entertaining way uh, what really happens out there. Yeah. Well, how about you now read a short excerpt from your book to give readers a little taste of Raven One? Yes, and this is from Chapter 39, and Flip Wilson, Flip calls on Flip, he is with a wingman, and his wingman has now become incapacitated, and they have drifted over Iran. And because because you're right there in the Persian Gulf, I mean, you're, it's just it's just really a kind of a, a lake. So the aircraft are over Iran, and I can't imagine the Iranians would be very happy to see some American fighters over their country. <laughs> so Wilson is, is dealing with this. They've been intercepted, and he is in deep trouble. Wilson grunted through clenched teeth as he pulled his hornet hard into the unknown threat. Despite his senses and mind working overtime, and despite his confusion and anxiety, he had never felt so alive. A feeling of deja vu came over Wilson. Everything reminded him of his Top Gun graduation hop high over the Nevada desert, going into a merge with an unknown bandit, the intense pressure to succeed, even the topography below. Even his thoughts were the same. What will I meet? Who will be flying it? The difference? This was not a training sortie, but deadly single combat and he was unarmed. A radar spike at 10 o'clock jerked his head left. Wilson saw a large fighter pointed at the Hornet less than two miles away, slightly low. He yanked the stick left and put his nose on, selecting Verdak to place the bandit inside the two dashed lines formed on his gun sight. He was awarded with a radar lock at once, and the sidewinder secret tone screamed loud in his headset. With over 700 miles per hour closure rate between them, Wilson was inside a mile in seconds and pushed the throttles into burner to regain the airspeed lost in his uphill glide. By instinct, he looked for a wingman. The empty sky reminded him he was alone. His eyes returned to the big fighter. Wilson feared being peppered by a high-angle snapshot from the fighter's gun, but the bandit was not pulling a great deal of lead. Night 402 is engaged, visual. At first, Wilson identified the bandit as a Russian-built MiG-29 fulcrum, but as they drew closer, he sensed a larger, Longer aircraft with a square intake under a huge nose and a big missile on a wing pylon. The bandit took his nose off, and the geometry on both sides dictated a left-to-left pass. Wilson pressed it inside 500 feet. He was awestruck at what flashed past him. And with that tease, I'll, I'll end that excerpt there. 
But uh, he, he goes into a merge with this strange, unknown aircraft over the deserts of Iran. Well, I tell you, that excerpt really make your reader feel that he is flying in that aircraft. So good job on that. Well, Kevin, I understand that Raven One is a lot more than just a book. Can you please tell us a little bit about that? Yes. Raven One was released as a video game. Wow. Yeah. Years ago, I, I saw these reviews from people that said, this is a terrific book for DCS players. And I thought, what is that? So I did some research. And DCS stands for Digital Combat Simulator. And these are people that have computer cockpits of FA-18s in, in their basements, and, and they play this, this uh, a serious video game. I mean, this isn't Candy Crush on your phone. <laughs> but this, is, this is a real FA-18 cockpit setup, and, and, they're, and they're very serious about it. So I got together with some partners, so one in, in the Fighter Pilot podcast and a, and a developer who lives in Brussels, and the video game was developed over many months and released in August. It is done three times better than any previous video game campaign on DCS. Oh, that is so wonderful. Now, are you going to have a video game for every book thereafter, or you just limited to this one, Raven 1? We are working on another campaign to, to Raven 1. We've just started the, the first couple of missions that, that we're putting together, and, and this, is, this is all obviously fictional. But Declared Hostile, which is my second novel, there's discussion that that would make a terrific video game as well in a different part of the world. I can see us doing several campaigns and, and, and maybe over several books. Cool. Can't wait for those. Now, aside from Raven, you have written other books as well. Is Raven a sequel to any of those or is it a completely standalone book? Raven is the first in a trilogy Okay. modern-day contemporary uh, carrier uh, combat aircraft. The, the second one is Declared Hostile and then Fight Fight. And they all take place in different parts of the world, different uh, interpersonal challenges and themes in each one, but uh, different geopolitical threats. And they can all be uh, read out of order or, or standalone, but it is a trilogy. My latest novel is different. I wrote a historical fiction novel about the Battle of Midway that occurred in June of 1942. Mm -hmm. It's called The Silver Waterfall. I wrote it like Shara wrote The Killer Angels about the Battle of Gettysburg. I did not change any facts about the battle. And all the characters are actual men who fought it on both sides. And so you can look at their the, the fog of war, what they're struggling with, what's really happening, and, and learn about them. These actual people that fought it as people, uh, the Silver Waterfall. It was released last June, and it's been a day one bestseller and still going strong. Well, are you planning another one? Yes, I'm going to promote Flip and uh, Weed and Olive, and uh, we're going to find another part of the world. This one is going to be in the Mediterranean Sea, uh, again, a, a place that I spent a couple of years of my life on, the, <laughs> on gray ships. But uh, we're going to find that right now in the eastern Mediterranean Sea, there is competition among the nations along the shore about minerals that are on the seafloor. This is natural in human history. There's competition for, for those minerals. And, mm. and so uh, the United States Navy is, is on the scene and is going to get involved. And, and Jim Wilson will, will be there and, and find some more trouble. So, uh, so I'm working on that now. So Jim comes back. Oh, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> All of his deployments are, are tough. He's, he's, he's finding trouble on everyone. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously, people are going to be very interested in reading those kind of action with your book. And uh, where can they find out more about you and those books? 
kevinmillerauthor.com is my website. And we've got uh, links to purchase there on the website. And you can find more about me and I've got a, a blog on that as well. And there's also uh, Kevin Miller Author on, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can you can find me on, on LinkedIn. Uh, on, on Pinterest is, is Raven One. Also on BookBub and, and Goodreads. Kevin, thank you so much for coming on the author show today. And when you release your next book, since we already know that there's going to be more, will you please come back and share it with us again? I sure will, Danielle. Enjoy it. Thanks so much for having me. Now, I do like to finish with a book review. And the fact that Raven One has to date close to 900 reviews, well, that makes it quite challenging for me to decide on which to pick from. So I kept it simple and I chose this one. Quote, Raven One was quite possibly one of the most enjoyable reads I have ever had in a military genre book. From the tightly written prose to the realistic characters to the authentic portrayal of life on an aircraft carrier, this book is the pinnacle of quality military fiction, end quote. Raven One is the title and the author is Kevin Miller. You need to read this book and please do add your own review to those that Kevin already has. I know he will appreciate it very, very much. And remember also that The Author Show may be accessed at any time at theauthorsshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Music, Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Pandora, and many, many more. And whether you are an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search for new books to read, theauthorshow.com is a great place to start. I'm Danielle Hampson. Thank you for listening. Until next time with another book and another author. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorshow.com. TheAuthorShow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.